Welcome to the Eater Upsell, part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Eater's Editor-in-Chief, Amanda Clute, and I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel Janine. Hi, Dan. Hi, Amanda Clute. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Great. Well, this is super exciting because it is our Christmas Day episode, and we are going to bring back very special guest, Greg Morbido, former host of the Upsell, to talk about Christmas food scenes. Greg is the editor of Eater's Pop Culture Department. Yep. And he has a newsletter called Eat, Drink, Watch. You should sign up for it. If you want to know what to stream during the holiday season, but also not during the holiday season. Sure. Uh, I predict that Dan is going to be a little bah humbug about these holiday scenes. Yep. Don't like holiday movies that much. Um, or at least don't care. I'm a big fan. So let's call up Greg. Welcome back, Greg. Hey, hey, it, it's uh, nice to be here. I'm, I'm excited to uh, hang with y'all and talk about the, uh, the best holiday, specifically December holiday movie scenes, I'd say. Yeah, we've done a lot of coverage on the best Thanksgiving movies and Thanksgiving TV food scenes and all that. But now we're focusing more on December holiday. December holiday, mm-hmm. but not including the last December holiday, New Year's Eve. That's a big one. But not no, so much I mean, I guess if we're, it's like a booze if, holiday. If we're being honest, it's really it's Christmas. It's, it's a Christmas thing. Yeah. I tried to weasel in a Thanksgiving one and, <laughs> and a yeah, Hanukkah well, one. It's not a super like religious list of films, though. You know, it's not like we're talking about. I don't know what a super religious Christmas movie would be, though. Um, no, it's, it's, there's no nativity, you know. Scenes. Maybe if Mel Gibson did a Christmas movie, it would be a super <laughs> oh, yeah. Christmas movie. Yeah, this is pretty secular. Yes, uh, yes. But. Well, no, what I was going to say about Hanukkah movies is I was looking up Hanukkah movies. I don't know why I decided all of a sudden that I should try to represent uh, the Jews in this conversation. but I think because I said I wanted this show to be inclusive. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, I'm... What are the great Hanukkah films? There's Eight Crazy Nights, the Adam Sandler animated film, right? I have no idea if it's good. I was just going to say that in looking up Hanukkah movies, the thing that you find a lot more of on the internet is people complaining that Hanukkah is severely underrepresented hmm. in ho- in the holiday movie scene. That it's, uh, you know, we've been snubbed. That sounds like a fair complaint considering the fact that we can't, the three of us collectively come up with like um, some names here. A non-animated you know? one. Well, but it's, you know, it's, it's not like the biggest of your holidays. Yeah, well, there's the big three, and I don't want to. I don't want to go into them. There's really the big two. Instead of ranking the holiday films, can we just rank the Jewish holidays? Yeah. Well, let's get into. So let's get into it. So we've got here the top five. Top five. Food scenes in Christmas movies, and we're gonna we're gonna rank them from one to five. Amanda, you have a controversial pick here in Muppet Family Christmas. I do. I do. Why is it controversial? Uh, most people are probably familiar with the Muppet Christmas Carol. It is very popular. They show it on TV. I know I watch it every year, uh, wherein the Muppets reenact the famous Christmas Carol uh, story. Mm-hmm. Uh, much more entertaining and much shorter, it's only half an hour or less, is Muppet Family Christmas, wherein all of the Muppets go to Fozzie's mom's house and hang out and have a rocking good time, and all the Sesame Street characters show up. There are a lot of B and C plots. It's a fantastic movie. I highly recommend. There is a food scene in it wherein the Swedish chef, every food person's favorite Muppet... uh, Why is he the favorite Muppet? 
Because he's a chef and he's hilarious. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe he's offensive to Swedish people. I don't know. But uh, he's pretty fun. I can't believe and Eat on Eater. I'm sorry. I don't I mean to interrupt. I can't believe we've yeah. never done a deep dive into the Swedish chef. Like that We needs, should. We should do that. I don't know if he's offensive. I don't know if people have. Like, yeah. Are people upset? Who knows? I haven't like Didn't revisited him. Um, anyway. So why don't we uh, jump into this? So so who is who is the Swedish chef talking to in this clip? Okay. Here? In this clip, the there's two parts of the clip, right? Or are we just going to do... We're going to do both parts. Okay. Yeah. And the Swedish chef has just met the Christmas turkey, also a Muppet, and is sizing him up so he can put him in a big enough roasting pan. So go for it. Wait, but I've never had an opportunity to use stars in my life, so I'm going to... I think we should go on the four-star system of, rank, of... Of giving these a rating, and then we'll see if we can, if okay. we can rank them. I mean, them. I would give it four stars. Right, I know, but I think Greg, my opinion and Greg's opinion is what's relevant here. Okay. Because it's, it's your clip. <laughs> Greg can't see it, but yes, okay. Sure. I can hear okay. It. I can uh, hear it. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, do best birdie. Hey, all right, okay, I'm a, I'm a birdie, I'm a so birdie, I'm a seagull, right? Strangling the turkey. He's hitting him with celery sticks. No, 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 gobbler, gobbler. Uh, okay, all right, I admit it, I admit it. Mm -hmm. The jig is up. Here I am, the Christmas turkey. He's like, I told so, wait, you wait. so. Is he admitting that he's the Christmas turkey? He was trying to pretend he wasn't a turkey. Uh, and now he's admitting, I am the Christmas turkey. I am here to because, be the Christmas dinner. But what's going on here is the chef is is going to cook the other he's character. Gonna, he's going to cook this turkey. Yeah. Go ahead. Ow! Hey! Watch it there, will you? <laughs> he's measuring his neck. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I recognize it now. This is... Th this is the traditional fitting, right? To see if the roasting yep. pan is big enough for a nice fat bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gobble, gobble, torky, fitsky, whitsky. Of course, uh, <laughs> before we go any further, uh, there is one thing I think you should see. New miscuses, gobble, gobble, snooze. If you think I'm a nice fat bird, look at this! He's showing him Big Bird. It's pretty dark. Who's out in the living room and he freaks out. He's so excited now. He's rubbing his hands together. This clip is really, really screwed up to me. I didn't know that they I didn't know that the Swedish chef would eat another talking character. Do you want to show the second half Let's or do get we to the second, I'm just gonna can say I just, it's okay, immediately. I will be Well, why don't you just explain the second half? Okay, in the second half, Big Bird meets the Swedish chef. Uh, the Swedish chef is very excited to meet him. He starts throwing salt on him and measuring him. And then Big Bird tells the Swedish chef that he made him special chocolate-covered bird seed as a present because he knows it can be lonely to be a foreigner uh, who's alone on the holidays. And that touches the chef's heart, and then he decides not to cook him. Can I just say that chocolate-covered bird seed is like a very 2017 gift as well? <laughs> I feel like yeah, doesn't... It's very, um, it's very hipster. Yeah, like, I mean, that would be a stocking stuffer and, you know, some cool person's stocking, I feel like. What is bird seed? I don't know. You know, Big Bird is all about it. That's all I know. He drinks birdseed milkshakes. Yeah. He obviously likes it covered in chocolate. Uh, he must eat a lot of it. He <laughs> is a big bird, you know. He's a giant <laughs> bird. Anyway, moral of the story is if you're nice to someone, they won't, they won't uh, cook, you. cook you and serve you to 50 Muppets and Sesame Street characters. Can I be honest? I don't really understand the dynamics between these characters, so I don't know how screwed up it is that, he, <laughs> that the Swedish chef is perfectly willing to cook another Muppet. I mean as a child watching this it never raised any red flags 
I think this, the chef is kind of an automaton in the sense that he has one goal, which is to cook whatever is like right in front of him. Isn't that sort of his thing? Mm-hmm. Like he does. He's not really a. Oh, okay. He's sort of a one dimensional character. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. A lovable. Because he can't. Maybe offensive. He can't one, speak English. Yeah. I'm going to give this one star. Damn. Yeah. Wow. All right. I'm going to give yeah. it uh, 2.5 stars because I like the uh, 80s patina of this special and uh, just that it's kind of weird. Um, I also, uh, prior to us doing this episode of the podcast, I thought that, Amanda, you were talking about that the Christmas Carol uh, Muppet thing. I didn't even know this thing existed. No. It looks mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. better, though. You know, it's way better and so much shorter. Right. Muppet Christmas Carol is kind of a drag. The Muppets can get very tiring very quickly. That's my problem with them. I love them in theory, but like sitting through an entire Muppet movie, I, I, I get annoyed with them by the end of it. You know, like it's like yeah, it's too, too much. much. Yeah, they come on real strong. All right, I, I, I'll take that rating. Let's move on to Greg's Kay. Home Alone clip, Kay. which is a classic. So they order pizza, Greg. Yeah, so yeah, so the reason I like this scene is because it sets up. It I think it follows in a trope that is often used in holiday movies, which is that there's some sort of disaster related to dinner that is like uh, the inciting incident for a lot of the action, or like at the end of the movie, it's the thing that changes people is like something that happens at a meal, and in Home Alone, the 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 mishap is the thing that actually sets up the whole conceit of why this kid would be left at home alone. Um, and that is okay, that, uh, well, we can just, we can just play the clip. Right, the pizza boy needs $122.50 plus tip. For pizza? 10 pizzas times 12 bucks. Frank, you've got some money, don't you? Come on. Traveler's checks. Forget it, Frank. We have cash. You probably get the kind of traveler's checks that don't work in France. Did anyone order me a plain cheese? Oh, yeah, we did. But if you want any, somebody's going to have to barf it all up because it's gone. So there's a big house. There's all these, you know, people, and they just ordered like $130 worth of pizza. And poor little Macaulay Culkin, he only likes cheese pizza. And everybody's kind of being mean to him because he's a little bit of a smart aleck. And uh, he only wants cheese pizza. His idiot oaf older brother has decided to uh, eat the cheese pizza and mimics that he's going to barf on him. Get a plate. So, nobody's being nice to poor little Macaulay Culkin here. Anyway, he pushes his brother, and then it sets off this chain of reactions where the brother gets knocked over, this, the drinks spill on the tickets, the plane tickets go in the trash can, and everybody's mean to him. And he's got to go sleep upstairs in this creepy old attic. And for that reason, he doesn't hear that everybody leaves in the morning. And his ticket that was going to the airplane gets thrown away. So that's why he ends up staying home alone. Look what you did, you little jerk. I love this scene. I love this movie. I mean, everyone loves this movie. I'm thinking a three or four star clip. I would say three or four stars, yeah. Because it's pivotal in the movie. A lo- I was asking on Slack... Uh, I was asking our coworkers what movies they recommended, and a lot of them said Home Alone 2, and there's some sort of, I don't know, delivery or maybe room service scene. But yeah, the I don't ice think, cream scoops. I don't think the sequels to any of these movies count, so I would go with this pizza scene. 
The funny thing about um, Home Alone 2 is that it was made, like, I think, like, the year after. And for something that was to- a total rush job, it remarkably holds up pretty well, I got to say. But I agree. <laughs> Home Alone 1 is is this, the... the, the is it, and there's also a famous pizza scene later in this movie where he orders a pizza in the most complicated way ever, which is, um, like, he doesn't want the pizza guy to realize he's a little kid. And right. so he, <laughs> like, uh, gets, like, the gangster movie um, to play. And, like, the gangster movie just happens to have, like, the lines necessary to order to do that interaction. So pizza. Wow. Soundboards yeah. before there were soundboards. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Christmas Vacation? Yeah. This was another favorite in Slack. Chevy Chase has had the Christmas from hell, but he's somehow managed to put up with everything up until this point. Did dinner. He's got his... Uh, kind of trashy family there before we begin since this is aunt bethany's 80th christmas i think she should lead us in the saying of grace like this guy's really kept his patience like throughout a lot of bs you know he only let it slip when he's been mean to the yuppies next door what dear Grace! This is the voice of Betty Boop, by the way. Grace! She passed away 30 years ago. They want you to say Grace. The blessing! Yeah, what is it? They do the Pledge of Allegiance? Or the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge yeah. of Allegiance, yeah. And then things go really off the rails. They uh, cut into the turkey, which Randy Quaid is cooked, and it's like this weird turkey that's just like full of uh, hot <laughs> dust or something. And it's like really tough. And then like the cat, there's like cat food in the jello, and then a lot of crazy stuff happens in this meal. But the climax of it is that uh, Chevy Chase has been waiting, or Clark Griswold, as the character's name is, has been waiting for his Christmas bonus, and then the guy comes to deliver it. And it's the bonus is actually just a subscription to the Jelly of the Month Club. And that's when he completely <laughs> loses his shit, and that's like when things just go completely, you know, AWOL, and uh, comedy ensues. So again, I think it's one of those moments of... Like, it's not like the dinner is the thing that sets him um, off the edge, but it's like the last thing. The la- like It's like the straw that almost breaks the camel's back with for him. Right, right, right. Greg's playing the game a bit here. I think he's angling he's, his clips as He's being, really selling. He's yeah, doing a job of selling the, it. I'm, I'm, plotting I'm, th- I'm plotting my, um, how I'm going to sell my last clip. I think you make a good argument for this. I disagree. I don't think it's as good as Home Alone. I would give it, I'm going to give it like a... Two and a half. I'm going to give it three because I think that the blessing is very quotable. (laughs) Fair. Okay. Let's move on. Greg, this one I'm really excited about because, especially because you can't see, it's the elf spaghetti. Oh, yeah. And it's only 20 seconds long. It's short. Um, Yeah, but it's... um, It's going to be fun for you to describe blind just just from memory. Yeah. So it's Will Ferrell. He's dressed like an elf. And... uh, (laughs) He's uh, eating spaghetti, but instead of, uh, he likes to put syrup on it. Mm. Or he's eating uh, an ice cream sundae, and it's like a crazy ice cream sundae, right? He loves sugar. He just loads it up there. It was one of those two, right? I love this stuff. I just think this is a premium holiday movie. Greg, how can you can you defend that scene's uh, pivotal 
position in the in the plot of the film? Well, I don't know how much it directly relates to the plot, but it does give you a, a window into the bizarre <laughs> world of this character where I believe he says that uh, in another part where he asks for syrup for his pasta, he says that like, uh, you know, it's part of the four L food groups, which are candy, candy canes, <laughs> candy corn and syrup. So that's all he's eaten his entire life. Since he uh, <laughs> was a baby and the illegitimate spawn of James Caan somewhere up in the North Pole, he's just been <laughs> raised on all this junk food and he grew to be this crazy huge guy. I also think uh, when people talk about physical comedy and their appreciation of it, they never really think about the food aspect. Oh, yeah. And he's just really good at eating some disgusting food and not thinking twice about it. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's time for the last clip. Well, I think we have to give it a rating. I say three and a half. Oh, yeah. Three and a half? Yeah, I love it. Short and sweet. <laughs> I say th- I'm going to hold it three. What do you give it, Dan? Um, I think since these are Greg, Greg's clips and my clips, you are really the person who's who's ranking these. No pressure. I got to say, well, I got to say that Greg kind of killed it by by justifying all the other ones and how important they were to the rest of the movie. This is a three and a half for me also, right. but I know I feel like I've given everything a three and a half, <laughs> except the freaking Muppet Family Christmas. You're, you just are really short-sighted on that. Yeah, it doesn't do it for me. We'll be right back to the Eater Upsell holiday movie special in just one second. But first, are you in need of great talent for your business, but short on time? You don't have to get lost in a huge stack of resumes to find your perfect tire. You just need the right tools, smarter tools. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. Then, ZipRecruiter puts its smart match and technology to work, actively notifying quality candidates about your job within minutes of posting, so you receive the best possible matches. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter.com get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. In fact, the reason this podcast sounds so good is because Vox Media found our engineer, Pedro, through ZipRecruiter. That's because ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by growing businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, our listeners can post on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash eat. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash eat. One more time to try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash eat. Right, I have a feeling one. this one isn't going to do it for you either. So Santa Claus, with an E. Oh, I get it. Is another iconic holiday film, and uh, our coworker Sonia was adamant that we include this. Uh, oh. There's a hot chocolate scene, and I could not find the clip to that. And I don't think it's as good as this scene, wherein the dad Tim Allen, Santa Claus. Eventually, mm-hmm. uh, spoil the plot of the movie. This is this is pre Santa. Sorry, spoiler alert. He burns the turkey, the Christmas turkey. He's at, for his son. He's a divorcee, and uh, they have to go to like the Denny's, and it's really depressing. Mm-hmm. And it's just him and his son at the sad Denny's with all these other divorced dads and their kids, and it's just such a bummer. And weird commentary on single dad life. And it kind of sets up the movie as him as a d- disappointing dad who really wants to earn back the love of his son. 
Good product placement for Denny's. Too. All right. Denny's. It's always open. I don't want to eat here. What are you talking about? Everybody likes Denny's. The kid's sad because it's Christmas and he. And his know, dad is taking him to Denny's. His dad screwed up and he wanted to be with his mom anyway. And yeah. It's an American institution. Yo, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. There are all these Japanese businessmen mm -hmm. in the front section of Denny's. Who knew? Are you with Hatsutashi? No. Dad brought the turkey. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Come on. <laughs> just, just a bunch of sad dads and their sad kids. Right over there? Right, the sad dad section. Sad dad section of Denny's on Christmas. Coffee? No, thank you, Judy. <laughs> what do you say we start out with? Cold glasses, but delicious seasonal favorite, eggnog. I don't like eggnog. We're out. Coffee, decaf. Mm -hmm. All chocolate milk, please. We're out. Plain milk's fine. Okay. At least we know they got hot apple pie. We did. Mm-hmm. This is sounds. This is like a depressing scene. It sounds like it's a really, it's really. Yeah, depressing. Amanda put this in the list and I just, captioned it. Is this too sad? I think we need to cover the spectrum of emotions over the holidays, and some people have sad dinners at Denny's. Apparently, only single dads, though. I, I take some issue with this in the sense that dinner at Denny's with your dad on Christmas does not have to be a sad occasion. And that maybe it's a little bit materialist for the film to just assume that it would be sad to take. You know, that that would be what made him sad, that he's at a Denny's, you know, because sometimes mm -hmm. the most special meals, the special feelings you can have with your family, you know, are in very everyday common places. Like, is that really the spirit of the season? It has to be some sort of fancy thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. The home they're prioritizing the home cooked meal over the restaurant meal, which as <laughs> as eater editors, oh, yeah. we, we realize is not always the case. Sometimes it's better to go out and have your holiday meal at a restaurant. Uh, but it's also just the, it's funny that this is how they're painting like the divorced life. Mm -hmm. Like right. when you when your parents get divorced, dinner with mom is always gonna be fun and at your house and dinner with dad's probably gonna be like at Denny's and they're not gonna have chocolate milk. It's kind of a trip to hear Tim Allen's voice again. I have not like heard him talk in like a decade or something. I think this reveals a lot about the characters, wouldn't you say, Greg? Yeah, yeah, it does. It, it <laughs> if you don't think so, it's, it's no, totally no. Fine. I mean, it does. It shows. I'm just trying to play. It the shows game what here, the okay? kid wants, and um, <laughs> it shows what, what the dad, the limit, the limits of the dad's imagination where the holidays are concerned. Now, of course, there's going to be a complete reversal of that. He's going to go from somebody who doesn't understand how Christmas works to the guy who knows the most about it, Santa Claus. Yeah, right. Santa Claus. Does he just sort of turn into Santa? Is that how the plot of it works? Like he, like it's like he gets a rash uh, or something? And Santa then... dies on his roof, oh. and so he becomes Santa, and that's the rule. Hmm. So I think he puts on the coat, and then he mm -hmm. just becomes Santa. It's creepy. I mean, I'm skipping over some parts, but that's basically the gist. They made two more of these, too. They did. I wonder if there's any food scenes in those. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this one is a this is a three star for me. Thank you, Dan. I'm gonna hold it two and a half. Really? Yeah, two and That's a half. That's fair. I think it's fair. It's Just, sad. Yeah. Okay. Not everyone wants the sad. The real. The real truth. Time to add these up. So, 
Home Alone pizza delivery is the number one Christmas scene, Christmas food scene of all time. Yay! I'm so glad we mm-hmm. determined Buddy that. Buddy the Elf, second. <laughs> and you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> we fucking get to the... <laughs> wow. Some real, real shit coming out of the upsell today. <laughs> We've settled it for once and for all. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's been wanting it's to It's like know. when you walk by people <laughs> we did it. You know, on the street around this time of the year, they're like, no, no, no. The elf scene is better than the, <laughs> the spaghetti scene is better than the pizza scene. And the worst one, I mean, the most important thing is the worst one is the Muppet Family Christmas. <laughs> you guys, listeners, so, Amanda, maybe check please, out please look Christmas up this Carol. movie. And it's uh, the whole thing, I believe, is on YouTube. So you can. I'm definitely going to mm-hmm. do that, actually. It looks pretty silly. Like something I my think you'll enjoy, it. enjoy. Hey, so, Greg, if we're interested in watching more food related content, I heard you have a new newsletter. That is so true. Yeah, I, I'm writing a newsletter now called Eat, Drink, Watch. It lands in your inbox every uh, Friday afternoon. And it always has a few recommendations of things that you can stream across the various uh, platforms like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and iTunes. And uh, these are food related, but not always like about chefs and restaurants and also some fun extras in there, like roundup of entertainment news from the week and the occasional interview. Look out for the occasional hot take or medium, you know, room temperature take about something <laughs> from yours truly. Greg um, is always good for a room temperature yeah. take. Oh, <laughs> Greg, what's a room? What what kind of room temperature takes have you uh, have you dropped recently? Oh God. Well, <laughs> none yet. I haven't christened the newsletter with a lukewarm take, um, but <laughs> you never know. I mean, maybe it'll be something like, um, uh, you know, like, uh, why do the bartenders on Cheers only ever pour beer when they clearly have a bunch of uh, alcohol behind the bar? You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, but why? seriously, why do they? You know? Oh, you don't know. I want to know now. This is going to drive me crazy. Is that a take? That's just a question. It's just a question. It's not a take. <laughs> um, but maybe, no, a take, I guess, would be like, Cheers is the greatest bar because nobody ever orders anything but beer oh. or something. There we go. I don't know. Awesome. Well, Greg Morbido, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on, guys. Welcome back. We missed yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 been, been, it's been a blast. Happy holidays. Ho, ho, ho. Thanks so much for listening to the Eater Upsell holiday special. If you enjoyed the show, it'd be really helpful if you rated the show on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use and subscribe and maybe even pass it off to a friend. The Eater Upsell is recorded at Vox Media Studios in New York City. The hosts are Amanda Clute, who is our editor-in-chief, and me, Daniel Janine. Our studio team is Miles Ewell, Pedro Alvira, Carrie Clements, Paige Bethman, and Alex Ulreich, and our executive... Producer is Maureen Giannone Fitzgerald.